0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Okay, so getting into this today, I won't keep you long. I know we're Christmas shopping and wrapping up and baking and getting everything done. Um, I'm not going to be with you on Friday. It is Christmas Eve, and so for me that's a very busy day i've got (laughs) the morning christmas shopping of food and preparation the kids are doing stuff at church um that night we have a christmas eve service and so they got to be over there around 4 30 and i got to get them dressed and ready to go so that's a busy day but before we wrapped up this week uh, i wanted to get with you one more time before christmas and just encourage you because 2021 isn't over we can't write it off until december 31st once it flips to January 1st, then you can say it's over. But it's not over. And we're going to prepare ourselves now with the right mindset, with uh, the right understanding of the Word of God to make 2022 a whole lot easier, to make it go into the new year. We don't need to get, you know, wait until the new year starts and then let's turn over a new page. Let's prepare ourselves now. You know, that's what we're getting ready to do. And you've heard us talk about and we do it every year. We talk about the 21-day the fast that's coming up in January. I'm just telling you right now, no matter what you've heard is okay. Uh, we're going to be fasting food. That's what a fast is. Uh, a fast is not eating. We are not going to be fasting social media. We're not going to be fasting Uh, Just chocolate or just coffee and we're you know, we're not going to be fasting friends or (laughs) fasting I don't know Netflix or you know HBO max or Disney plus whatever you know makes us feel comfortable and just tickles the idea of fasting. No, we're going to be fasting food and I'm going to encourage you to do more and to press and harder than you've ever done before. I get that not everybody is going to be uh, <clears throat> able to do full days of fasting of food if it's your first time. You know don't get down on yourself we'll do six to six but but we're going to be fasting food we're going to be pushing the plate away and we're going to be uh digging into the word this doesn't change god it changes us it gives us a a clear ear to hear from the word of god and what better way to start our year doing that to see the direction that god we've got big things people I'm not saying just me, we, Ted and I, we as a whole, you, your family, we all have big things that God wants us to do. This is not a time to slouch back. This is not a time to put our feet up on the coffee table. This is not a time to put it in cruise control. Jesus is coming back and we all have a a thing, a purpose that God has called us to do. Doesn't mean you are in the fivefold ministry. I'm not talking about that. If you are, great. But 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 just because you're not doesn't mean you're just anybody walking around on the earth, considered a Christian, and we're going to call it a day and hang up our coat in the coat rack. No. We all have something to do, great things. And he wants to bless your family. He wants to put you at new levels. He wants to bring uh, more into your life. You guys, you know, we all need to operate at a greater level of power and revelation of the word of god if all the revelation we know is going to produce a manifestation in our life and then that's it like we need to keep getting more so we can be stronger we can be more powerful we can help people just like when they were at the gate (coughs) and the beggar and 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 peter said that silver and gold i have none but such as this this is what i have and you know what that's what we gotta be like. What I have on the inside of me, what you have on the inside of you, people are gonna want in this new year. People are gonna desire it. People are gonna see a difference and be like, listen, I don't know why you're acting completely different when the world is in complete crisis mode, and it's on- the world's only gonna stay in crisis mode, people. It's not like, okay, you know, when a new president gets in, that this, you know, the whole hoopla, the whole nonsense is going to stop. Listen, it doesn't matter. We're, don't, we're not run by the government. You know, yes, we pray for them. Yes, we obey them to an extent. Once they get, they cross lines as to making us go against the word of God. Mm-mm, not no more. <laughs> no Mo listening. So that's that. That's where we have to realize that the power inside of us, the power inside of you, has to continue to grow and be greater. And so today, my title was uh, two things, two things uh, on um, that can stop miracles because we're walking into a year of miracles. We're ending this year with miracles. We're walking into a new year with miracles. I love new years. I do, I, I love them. Because, and, and I end one year so happy going into the next year even happier because it's like only things can get better. Only things for the child of God should be going higher. Only things for the child of God should just be getting uh, more more increase more the word more should continually be in your vocabulary and so I get excited for the new year and so today I just thought you know what I was reading uh the other day and Mark 6 really stuck out to me and it was two things that can keep miracles away and I'm going to start with um in Mark 6 uh I'm just going to I'll just read a few verses just to bring it to the beginning and to the end of where I'm going. But it was the, in Mark 6, this is where Jesus was rejected in his own hometown, rejected in, in Nazareth. I'm just going to show you a few points here for today. Jesus left, starting with verse 1, Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. Okay, this is the problem. Okay, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simeon. And his sisters live right here among us. What did they just do in that moment? They literally, I'm going to keep reading. We'll go back to this, but they literally just pulled Jesus down to their level. We're, we're supposed to be going higher. We're supposed to be looking to the master. We're not supposed to be bringing Jesus down. You know, we, we got that whole like mindset like, I'm bringing him into my situation. He's going to change it. Yes, he's going to change your situation. But don't ever look at your master as one of us, don't ever look at him like that first that's dishonoring but you once you bring him down to your level we we've made a mistake now because we've brought him down to this natural man when he is a supernatural being and so uh, he's just a carpenter they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him they thought Oh, he's going around as the son of man. I've seen him grow up. I've seen his mother, Mary and Joseph. You know, people will do that. Hey, Deborah. Okay. Um, People will do that all the time, right? They look at somebody, they look at a man or woman of God and they, they've now brought them uh, to a different mindset or, or people know your past. A lot of do you know we know that when we changed our lives when we've given our lives over to Christ there's still people that remember us as that and so they're like offended at at who you are now well the gospel is gonna be an offense unto many says the Bible so we have to not care what people think of us not care and so they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. So the first thing that can stop miracles in your life is walking in offense. Being a person of offense. Being offended. Always. Just something is always, Oh, I can't believe they would do that to me. Listen, people are always, that's what, I mean, People are always gonna be doing stuff to you that you don't like. People are always gonna be doing stuff that's shocking. People are always gonna say stuff to you that's going to trip you up in life. But we have to be bigger and better than that. We have to understand what's happening. We have to go on the outside and look in and realize that offense is a miracle plug. It pulls the plug on the miracles. Power right out of the out of the wall. An offense being offended will stop miracles that you're believing for in your life. So Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because, so this is number two that I'll get into today. <coughs> Excuse me. And because of their what un belief he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them so Jesus's power is never not there he's never void of power it just goes to show you he still healed a few people that were there but the majority, with the offense and unbelief that was swarming around him, you know, just like with the woman with the issue of blood, her faith, okay, when she didn't even, she just touched his clothes, her faith startled Jesus. Like, he said, hold on, so many people are around me, but there's one person where my virtue left my body. I could feel the power go out of me. And so that is what you know he still was able to do some stuff there because he's not void of power but when the pe- when people have the belief system right and aren't walking in a fence, bam that is a master key to receiving the miracles that you want and so I wrote a few things down there. Uh, even the people of his hometown in Nazareth were offended by them. They were angered and offended at Jesus. And so because of that, no mighty miracles were done. They were blinded by their own judgments of God and Jesus. They just said it, he's a carpenter boy. They didn't believe he was a son of man. And even if he was, they were like, listen, I saw you. I saw who you really are. I saw you as a kid. I saw you walking around the same streets I'm walking around. What makes you better? And you're going to get that out there. As your uh, words of the knowledge of God increase, that's what's going to happen. And you're going to have to be bigger than than the words that are coming at you. They're going to say, well, I remember when. You know, of course, we know the enemy always likes to bring up our past. The enemy always likes to throw that in our face. And so we have to make sure we're able to put (laughs) earmuffs (laughs) on our ears when those things are being said. You have to know, I wrote, the nature of the one you serve. You have to know the nature. Does God want you healed? Does he want you to walk in divine health? Or is that just a carrot dangling in front of your face? Okay? Because a lot of times we let that slip our mindset and we think maybe it's a test I'm going through. First of all, you'll never go through a a test of sickness and disease because anything that God has redeemed you from on the cross, he's not double-minded. He didn't say I died and took this terrible beating and went through all of this so you could live healed, but Eh, you kind of messed up a little bit, so I'm going to test you with this. Absolutely not. Any sickness, any disease, any torment, anything that goes against the goodness of our Heavenly Father and what He died on the cross is absolutely not from Him. So there's never going to be a test of uh, healing, sickness, disease, any any of that. That's never, ever, ever, ever. From God, so you're going to have to know His nature in order to cause um, you not to ever walk in offense and be offended and unbelief. You're going to have to know the nature of who you serve. And so, I was thinking all the way back in Genesis, I was writing down this morning. I was like, you know what? We always saying He's a good, good Father, and then we know the verses in, in the New Testament. You know. How much more would an earthly father give good gifts? And so we, we, we know those verses, but I'm like started thinking all the way back to creation where in Genesis 1.31, then God looked over all he made and he saw it was very good. And so <laughs> from the very beginning, everything God created was goodness. You know, he didn't cause Uh, the sin uh, to come into. That was a decision with, with Eve and Adam. So everything from the moment God had his hand on and created was good and he called it good. And everything he made was so perfect and so wonderful. So from the moment, from the moment of Genesis 1, it says good. So his nature Is good his nature is I want the best for my children his nature is I want them to see miracles so the Word of God shows us a couple things that we can't walk in so we can see the miracles of God I want miracles for you I'm believing miracles for you the things that you guys write in about we are praying that our staff Ted I we praying for you to see the goodness of God in your life better and better every day that we live here on earth. And so think about it. it. The evil that started in the garden, because if God's all good and he called everything good, he says that a few times in Genesis 1 that it's good and that's his nature. The evil in the garden, what was Satan doing with Adam and Eve? What was he doing? He was getting them to doubt the goodness of God. They doubted for a second. They doubted the goodness of God. And when you doubt the nature of the one you serve, that's when you can fall into temptation. That's when you can start to walk in a fence. That's when you can start to have a little bit of unbelief, a little bit of unbelief. You're done for just a little it doesn't take a lot it takes one thought that puts you on the what if side or that's not what god has for me side thought and like done we're we're done with it your unbelief begins to set in and then it starts to manifest and grow in your head in these thoughts so it's the same thing that satan does with us today when we doubt the goodness of god it opens the door for Satan to attack us. It opens the door for offense and unbelief to set in. And so our carnal nature, you know, we have to constantly push down. It says, you know, Paul talks about making sure we, we push down our flesh. And every day it says our, our spirit man and our, our, our carnal nature, our natural man, they're warring. Who's gonna win? Who's strong? And that's why it's constantly good, just like our natural body. If you're feeding your natural body, you're gonna get stronger and healthy and feel rested and good to go. It's fuel for our body. Just like the word of God, it's fuel for our spirit man. We've gotta feed ourselves all the time. I was just telling Ted in Colorado, there's times throughout the year, if I get too busy and I haven't been able to sit down and, and get my dose of what I need, of the word of God, of of uh, preaching, of, you know, anything like that where it's filling me up, I can feel that. Has anyone ever felt that before? You know, let me know when that you're watching that you have felt that before. You can feel like, it's almost like hot air can come out. It's like, I got nothing. And so that's why it's important to constantly fill yourself up. Just like when you haven't eaten all day, you're like, man, I could go and I wish I had strength, but I haven't eaten all day. I've had no food. And so you feel, see, people understand that. Leslie, Liz, Jory, you feel that depletion. And so that's why it's so important that we fill ourselves up constantly with the word of God. You know, I feel like that's said all the time and you hear it all the time. Read your Bible, pray, and you know, oh, it sounds so simple. But like, do we actually do it? Do we actually take the time every day throughout the year to do it, life gets busy, I get it. But remember that feeling of hot air, of like nothing there, and that, that should motivate you and drive you to be like, listen, I wanna be saying, huh, I might not have this, but what I have inside of me can save your life. What I have inside of me gives me the power to operate at my full potential what I have inside of me is going to produce miracles. Amen? All right. So often we get this preconceived, like I was talking about before, idea of God. That's why we have to know his nature. That's why we have to know who we're serving, right? You know, we'll follow up on people all the time. Who am I working for? I got a new job. What's my boss like? What do they like? What do they do? You know, this and that. We we follow up on people. We want to know about them. What if you're single and you're going to date somebody? Well, you want to know all about them. What's their age? What do they do for a job? You know, you follow up on knowing somebody. Where do they live? What do they like? You know, what's their their past like? You you follow up on that person. So, you know, sometimes our preconceived ideas on how God will or should act kind of Uh, becomes a stumbling block for our faith to operate we get a situation of somebody we know we get a situation of somebody close to us or of a friend or something we hear and um, it causes unbelief it causes offense it causes us to be offended at God sometimes things happen and we're like why God why we've all been in that position we have I've been in that position where I've like, just been completely dumbfounded at something that has happened and I'm like, this doesn't happen to me, what is going on? Okay, so we've all been in that position and then we have the two-way street where it's like, do I get offended at God because I don't quite understand everything or do I take the path of this is what his word says I literally need to believe it, despite the storm going on around me, despite the news, despite what it looks like in my natural eyes. You know, that's really the test of a mature Christian. I've gone through stuff in my life. I've gone through stuff with other people around me. And there are times where you want to be like, I literally don't understand because our minds, our natural minds are always trying to figure out stuff, right? We're always trying to make sense of everything, we're always trying to figure out things, and we get into that uh, position and we have that fork in the road. Am I gonna be in, uh, offended? And am I gonna try to figure this out? And uh, Is it gonna cause me to get into the, the state of, of unbelief? You know, I've had that, I've had that happen several times where I'm just like, and and I'll tell Ted, like I'll I'll tell him, I'll be like, listen, I really honestly don't know what to say, except I have to, and I told him recently, I have to keep my faith focused on what the word of God says. I just I have to. Because if you sit there and try to figure out well, why did this happen with this person? You know, we just, we never know everything. We never know what people uh, are saying to God themselves in their own time. We, ne- we just never know. And so we have to keep our faith focused on what the word of God says, no matter what, because we will get into that point where we are offended we're offended at God. We're offended at people around us. We're offended at, at, at situations going on that turn us into that person. And then as soon as we get offended, um, we start to get into unbelief. I mean, I'm just letting you know, I'm being real with you. I've been in that situation just because you know, I'm sitting here with a microphone and a camera does not mean that I have lived a life where I sometimes am like, oh my gosh, like seriously, Lord, you're gonna have to give me strength to stay focused with my faith because I don't understand. And and that's when we have to realize I'm not here to fully understand everything. I'm not right now. I'm gonna get to heaven, I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna ask. A few questions, but right now on earth, my duty, my job as a child of God is to have faith in the word of God, because I know everything, because I know, right? You have to say, declare it personally. I know everything in the word of God. It's alive. It's powerful. And it's true. And it's right from God himself. It is breathed. It is inspired by our one true God up in heaven and jesus christ and that's what we have to uh concentrate on and so uh to clear up unbelief i'm going to give you a few things here before we end to clear up unbelief because sometimes we're like man i i feel like i believe um i love jesus I don't know why I'm not seeing something happening in my life. And that's what the thing is. Sometimes the miracles that we're believing for, I'm trying to stop being offended by people that go to church and just stand there while we worship. I just keep telling myself to worry about Absolutely, Jody. You know. We all want we all want things great for people. You know, I've left services on the road before where I know people should have gone up for salvation and they didn't. I'll get in the car and I have like tears in my eyes and I'm telling Ted. And he's like, listen, if the Holy Spirit is not able to prompt them forward, you know, you as a natural person, is is not going to so you need to just pray and believe and god's gonna call them and they better pick up the phone and answer the call and so when you get to that point where you're like yeah listen you need to enter into worship and i know what it can do for you but honestly you just be the greatest example for people you just live a holy life you just be that worshiper and and see the the uh, the good things come into your life to see the testimonies the miracles flow into your life and it's going to spark something to them hopefully if not that's what i'm saying it's really hard to watch christians suffer it really is it's really hard but all you have to do is keep your eye on the prize you filled up with power and do it that's just like what jesus did what did he have to do we had a dust off his shoes and keep on moving because not everybody, you think, if be, <laughs> not everybody listened to Jesus or like Jesus. So we have to think, okay, well, not everyone's going to listen. Not everyone's going to like it. So honestly, just, that's right. Pray for them. You do your best as a witness. You focus on yourself and leave the rest up to the Holy Spirit. All right. Few things to clear up unbelief. Number one, we're gonna focus on Jesus. I know these have basic titles, but listen, hear me out. Focus on Jesus. Faith to move mountains begins and ends with Jesus. That's it. When we focus on Him, it begins and ends with Jesus. Hebrews twelve two. I wrote down. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. That's why we just, like you said, it's so hard to watch people, focus on Jesus. This is going to clear up unbelief. It says, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor besides God's throne. Real faith is to know Jesus well enough to know what he wants to do in any situation. What is it that Jesus wants to do in any situation that we have? Everything good, just like I talked about, brings us back to Genesis 1, where he called things good. He created good. He created goodness. Satan wants you to doubt his goodness. But there is no bad. No bad in our Heavenly Father. Nothing that He doesn't want to do for you. He is ready to bless you. He is ready to pour it out. There are things we have to do. We do have to be saved to be a child of God, to get the blessings of God. Uh, Bonnie, the scripture was Hebrews 12 2. We do first have to start with salvation. We have to be a child of God to get the blessings my kids get different things from other kids why because they're my kids my kids are going to get different things because they're my children so you have to become a child of god to get the blessings of god and after that then we have to live righteous and right standing before god we have to tithe and give offerings to see money finances come into our lives. You can't pray in money if you're not giving. If you're not a giver, there's nothing coming. It's seed time and harvest. What you reap, you sow. So there's the goodness of God. He has a plan set up to be good in your life. But there are things that we're going to have to do on our part. It's not just one and done. I said the prayer. I'm a child of God. Bam. No. There's a certain way you have to live. There's a certain way you have to talk. There's a certain things you do have to do in the covenant to see the goodness of God. But it's there because you don't see it all the time with things. It doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean it changed his nature. What do we have to do to change our talk, our confession? What is it that we need to ask the Lord and be like, okay, Lord, where have I, you know, you don't change. Your goodness is there from the very beginning. You have this awesome plan set up in life to show me miracles, to give me the power to live a certain way. Where have I tripped up a little bit or where do I need a tweak? It's not that we've always done something wrong. It's just like, where do I need a tweak to get what you have for me? Okay, so number one, focus on Jesus. This is going to cure unbelief in our life so we can get miracles. Number two, remain in Jesus. Remain in Jesus. Focus on Jesus is, um, you know, I did a podcast on this earlier this year called uh, Filter Your Focus. What you are, you know, what you look through a magnifying glass, okay, is gonna look bigger. So what are we looking at with our supernatural eyes? What are we focusing on? All right. Remain in Jesus. We know John 15, 4 through 5. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So what are we connected to? How are we remaining in Jesus? What are our connections to? Your connections are everything, right? You know, you know that in like mob movies and, and different movies that you watch. Like who you're connected to matters. It says a lot about you, right? If you're connected to this group, if you're connected to this company, if you're connected to this, it, just being connected to something like that in the natural world speaks volumes. Who are you connected to speaks volumes. So the same in the supernatural world. The same is who are you connected to. Your fruit's going to flourish if you're connected to the right vine, if you're connected to the right thing where the, the living water is flowing through your veins. The living water is flowing through your stems. We're talking about trees here. You're, you know how water works with nature. It, the roots drag up the water through the stem, disperse it to the leaves, and so on. So the same setup works for us. What are you connected to? To remain in Jesus. The rest of the verse. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. The Bible is so clear. There is nothing we have to second guess like, is he going to? Is he gonna give me production? I'm not really clear. It's like, if I do this. No, It just he just said it. If you remain in me, I remain in you, and you're gonna be productive, and you're gonna produce much fruit. Anything apart from me, nothing. I might as well just cut you off. Like, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing that can happen unless you remain in me and are connected to me. So it matters. To cure unbelief, if you're connected to the vine, That's what's flowing through you. That's what you're gonna produce. Jesus is a miracle man. When Jesus walked around earth, he's a miracle man. If you're connected to a miracle man, you're a miracle woman. You're a miracle man too, because that's what's flowing through you. You are a walking miracle that produces miracles. So write that. Say, I am a walking miracle that produces miracles and get that in your thought process write that out say that out i am a miracle man i am a miracle woman who produces miracles why because you're connected to the vine because you're connected he is remaining in you all right so how is that produced through intimacy relationship i just explained all of that To you relationship faith and fruitfulness are related prayer worship time reading your Word of God that's how you're gonna grow your faith that's how you're gonna grow your faith I like that I'm a walking miracle that produces miracle I'm a miracle woman who produces miracle I'm a miracle man that's right you are a walking miracle that produces miracle why because Jesus remains in you all right third to cure unbelief We're going to obey Jesus, okay? I know, simple thoughts, but man, sometimes obedience is difficult. But it says in John 14, 15, went back a chapter, if you love me, you obey my commandments. If you love me, you obey my commandments. I always have this verse stick out when I see Christians who are disobedient who are not doing what God has called them to do. Everything he asks isn't gonna be the easiest. You remember being a kid and your parents asking you to do stuff? It's not always stuff you wanted to do. Not everything your parents have asked you to do, you wanna do. Same with your kids now. Everything you ask them to do, they don't always want to do, but they do it out of obedience. And then there's a blessing on the other side. So same for us. Walking in faith will get you out of your comfort zone. It, it makes things easy. Faith will make things easy, but it's not always comfortable, okay? Easy and, and being comfortable aren't, aren't the same thing. So faith is gonna make things easy, but getting to that easy point, getting to that step of faith, is that, that's when you're out of your comfort zone. And that's when it's like hard for people to do that leap and rip the bandaid off type thing. And so to cure unbelief, we're going to obey Jesus no matter what. Like I said, we don't need to figure everything out. That's how unbelief sets in. That's how our faith gets squashed, waffled, somebody had told me the other day. We were crossing the street and a cop almost hit my husband and I on scooters and she jumped out of the car and she said, I almost waffled you. (laughs) So that's how we can waffle our faith. And so, I love Luke 6:46. It's always an eye opener. It's always an eye opener to me. Luke 6:46, "Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say?" If you're going to call him Lord and Savior of your life, if you're going to look at him as your deliverer, if you're going to look at him as your comforter, as your peace, as your provider, Do not say, Lord, Lord, and then do whatever you want. You have to obey Jesus. That is a cure for unbelief. You will have faith in your obedience. The Holy Spirit will quicken the word and make it alive. The spoken word and written word, we've heard rhema and logos. So the Holy Spirit's gonna quicken it. It's gonna quicken a word to you and you're gonna be obedient. Faith arises when we hear now words, so that's why we do the broadcast every day Monday through Friday and I do one in the afternoon and we go and preach and we leave our house and lock it up and bring our family because the word of God, a now word, a word that says you can do it, a word that says he's a good God, a word that says we live in victory and we don't have to worry about fighting battles because he's gone before us. A word that tells you that you're the head and not the tail. A word that tells you you live in divine healing. A word that tells you that he will quickly answer your prayers. That's a now word. We need to hear now words that quicken our faith and stifle unbelief. Um, The more we read of God's miracles, the more testimonies we hear, the greater our faith grow. That's why we're always asking. Telling testimonies. We overcome, it says in Revelation, by the blood of the Lamb, two things, and the word of our testimony. Don't ever stop shouting of God's goodness. Don't ever stop uh, being embarrassed. Don't ever stop uh, talking about his goodness. People aren't going to like it. You're going to offend people. You're going to get them mad. And you know what? They got to put their big girl pants on, their big boy pants on, and not get offended. And they better not walk in jealousy because it's going to stifle their miracles. But you don't ever stop apologizing for the goodness of God. You don't ever stop declaring his glory, declaring his goodness. I was told at the beginning of this year by our pastor, he said certain things you were going to step into and We've seen a lot of the word and we're still believing for the rest of the word to manifest. And his beginning, his, his, what he told to us, and it was not like sitting around a coffee table. It was a direct word in a service. He said, don't apologize for the goodness of God that's getting ready to hit your family and your life. And Teddy and I have been saying that every. Uh, every month we're like we're not gonna apologize if we want to do this for somebody and somebody you know has something people always have that it's like we need bobbleheads of this face. I can't believe they did that why are they doing that that wasn't a good decision you know why are they buying that much why are they giving that much to that person you know it's called M Y O B right my mine your own business. <laughs> <laughs> and don't apologize. Testimonies. Testimonies is a now word for somebody. Talk about the finances that are coming to your life. Ta- <laughs> Do we? <laughs> Talk about the goodness of God on your children. Talk about how your kids live in divine health and haven't been sick. Talk about how you haven't been like everybody else. You're not going under, you're going up. Talk about the, you know, what God has done in this year. In this year, talking about the goodness of God because what other people hear builds their faith. I heard a story this morning that build my faith for something that I'm believing for. And I listened to it and it's not that I didn't believe it before but hearing it strengthened my spirit. Hearing it made my spirit man jump and was like, absolutely, you're no respecter of persons, Lord. If you did it for them, you can do it for me. It's a now word, I'm taking it, it's mine in Jesus' name. So we have to walk in the obedience for uh, unbelief to be squashed out. We know what James 1 says, right, Uh, ocean. Up and down. I believe I'm not sure. I believe I don't know. I believe but. I believe what if. And it says you're not going to get anything from the Lord. You're not going to get it. The Bible is just so clear. That's why it's like I don't understand people that are like question certain things in the Bible. It's so clear. It's like this or this. This or this. Uh, uh, Believe. Don't have any doubt. Don't make any room for anything but the belief of God's word. You believe it. You say it. You'll have it. It's not just some crazy thing people of of God have thought up. It says it in Mark. You believe it. You say it. You have it. And so you'll shut down miracles and productions in your life uh, by unbelief, by offense. We have to know his nature. We have to understand um, he has, you know, our best interests at heart. He's a good father. And so you guys, we're walking into this year at a whole other level. I know so many of you that have come to our meetings this year and and you've said, you know, this was a, a changing year for you. Like you, you applied things we've taught. You've applied things that you've heard in the word. You've stepped out. You've sown more than you've ever sown before. And God's blessing you for it. Don't apologize. Remember, we're going to focus on Jesus. We're going to remain in him because you are a walking miracle and you produce miracles. And we're going to obey what he says. We're not going to question. We're not going to be offended. You know, it always reminds me of that story in the Bible, in the New Testament, where the lady uh, needed healing for her daughter. And she was on the ground asking the Lord. And she wasn't a Jew. She was a Hebrew. So, you know, uh, it, it wasn't like her time. She wasn't first. And her response was great faith. Jesus called her a dog. And she said, even the dogs get crumbs. And it blew the Lord away because he said, great faith right there. I will heal your daughter. So we're not going to let a fence rise up inside of us. We're not going to care what other people say. We're not going to let other tragedies uh, derail us from knowing God's goodness and what he has for our life. We're going to put our blinders on and our earmuffs on. A lot of us need both every day. (laughs) because we can change our opinion of things and change our doctrine based on what other things are going around us. There will be wonderful Christians, we know, that go on before us, and we're not going to question because we know of God's goodness. Okay, There is going to be people that we've known in our life And we think, you know, well, why doesn't God save the children? And why doesn't God this and that? The Bible says the poor will have with us always. But you keep doing your part. You keep being a giver. You keep being generous. You keep blessing the poor. You keep taking care of what God's called us to take care of. We're going to wipe out offense. We're going to wipe out unbelief. And we're going to have the miracles that are afforded to us. We're going to have the miracles. Because you are connected to the vine, and he's a miracle man. And if you're connected to a miracle man, what you're connected to will be the fruit that's produced in your life. That's what's going to come out of you. And that's why I said, let's write it. I am a walking miracle that produces miracles. Thank you, Jesus, for uh, each and every person that's listening today, that's listening on the replay. Thank you, Lord, that we are ending this year like never before. Your goodness has overtaken us. Your goodness has has saturated us, Lord. A wet blanket of goodness on our life. Lord, we are going to make sure we don't walk in offense and unbelief. We're receiving our miracles. We are connected to you, Lord. You are our life source. Our faith is ever-increasing we are stepping into a year of divine possession, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're about to put in our hand. It is not far, it is not out of our reach, it's coming quickly in the mighty name of Jesus. As we in this year and enter into our 21 days of prayer and fasting, Lord, speak to us. Give us divine direction, divine instruction, Lord, to hold our divine possession that you have for us in 2022. We are connecting together, Lord, with a bulldog tenacity of faith. We are going to look at ourselves at the end of next year and never recognize the boldness, the power that we have, the life changing substance that's inside of us, Lord. Thank you for your health and strength this year. Thank you, Lord, I just feel to praise you and thank you for what you've done for my family, what you've done in their life, that you've kept us another year of health and strength, another year of virus not coming near our dwelling, not welcomed in our home, not welcome in our presence. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've provided for us. That has been the best year of our lives personally, Lord. Thank you that it's not ending, it's going into 2022. Now, I thank you, Lord, for the best year this ministry has ever seen. Lord, you're getting ready to increase us like never before. It's gonna be a smooth step, Lord, a smooth step into what you have for us. God ideas are flowing, God ideas are coming to pass. And I thank you, Lord, for each and every Victory Tribe member watching right now, that their life, is changing in a dramatic way that they're not stepping up in faith they're leaping up to new levels lord that their boldness is going to be so incredible that the spirit of god is inside of them to end this year with miracles and testimonies it's not over lord for what they're believing for that they haven't seen come to pass yet that it's going to be held in their hand and they're going to shout it from the rooftops of the goodness of god and it's going to call people into christ call family members that we're believing for it's not over The devil doesn't have the last say. He's not the author and finisher of our life. So he's not writing the final chapter. He's not writing the rest of our story while we're here on earth. We're in charge, we're the boss, and we're taking over. So in the mighty name of Jesus, I'm calling in salvation for family members, Lord, for each and every person watching, and in my own family. The devil has no say, and we're coming in like a wrecking ball. (laughs) So in the mighty name of Jesus, we're taking the rest of this year by force and we're walking into 2022 with divine possession and full of faith and at new levels. And in Jesus name, we are all in agreement on that one. And I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you everybody for sticking around with me. Uh, sorry, I started uh, late today. Uh, if you got in uh, in this late Long story, key issues. But anyway, amen, and thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I know some of you are at work and uh, listening, and I appreciate each and every one of you. And I pray that this is the most blessed and wonderful Christmas, the most wonderful Christmas you've ever had with your family. That the love, the peace, the joy flows like never before. Let it saturate you like a wet blanket. And I'm so excited to be with you after the new year. I know I'll, I'll be with you. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be um, coming in with Ted tomorrow. Uh, don't forget, we have awkward family photo pictures. You could win $100 on Amazon. So if you got any of those, send them in today. Jenna at miracleword.com. We'll be announcing it tomorrow, so make sure. Uh, so I'm going to try to be in the, in the studio with Ted tomorrow. Um, Christmas Eve is a little bit of a hectic day for me, but next week we'll be back together. But thank you so much for, um, I genuinely love hanging out with you guys. You guys help me. You guys bring strength to me to be able to sit here and be with you and speak the goodness of God in the word of God. So I love you guys. And I look forward to seeing you next year at meetings. Our schedule's up. Every time we get something, we put it up. So, you know, keep checking back dates, places, new places, new states. They all not change what's up there, uh, but it's always being added. So make sure you check that we are in your area. We'd love to see you. But you guys have a wonderful Christmas. I love you so much. And um, I'll see you maybe tomorrow with Ted. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. Maddie, do you have a a thing for, for dad's new book? Ted just put out a companion guide, or a companion book to uh, the biblical fasting that he put out last year. But this year, uh, he just put it out, just released this week. It's the 21 day fast field guide, a 21 day fasting. Devotional. You can come back to me, Maddie. A 21-day fasting devotional that Ted put back. We just got it in our hands. Um, You can do the group buy on there, but uh, if you go to Amazon, Prime, you're going to get it in two days. For us, it's going to be just a little bit longer. It's coming from the printers. Uh, It has been ordered. Uh, I know some of you got the discounted price with buying both books, so those are getting shipped out soon. But, you know, for some reason you know Amazon just the way to go it comes here to your, actually where I live I get I get orders in uh, the same day a lot of times so I guess if you live in a hopping city they'll come the same day <laughs> the joys of a big city um, but this is gonna be a phenomenal help to you If you've never done a fast first of all get get the black book that's the guide he he studied and prepared so much to write that book It was not a flippant book that he wrote. I mean, he read other books. He dug into other uh, in-depth studies to get the information that's in that book to you. But this is a phenomenal guide because there's prayer points in here and he goes through 21 days. So every day that we're doing the fast, you've got substance to feed your spirit man in both books that um, will help you get through the fast. And so I, um, I highly recommend go on and get it. You can get it from our store, but you can get it from Amazon when you search it. But anyway, I love you guys so much. Thanks for spending time with me, and I will see you possibly tomorrow morning with Ted on the broadcast. Merry Christmas.